Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to TransformationRadio.fm. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. If you're listening to this show and you're saying, I don't know, I don't tune into those stations. I don't know how I'm listening to this. Yeah, because what's happening is you're probably listening it from one of our, I don't know, now I think over 100 affiliates, but don't worry about it. We're just here to really just fire it up. But before I do that, Mr. Benny, how you be today, B? I be good. Thanks very much for asking. You too. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It, we good. be to be. Uh huh. We be to be today. <laughs> Buzzing around. <laughs> That's be to be. Yeah. Beautiful sunny day. Things are happening. And what fun are we gonna have today? Here, you ever you ever read? Here, this is so fun. I've got this incredible book. I mean, who writes a book like this anymore? Fabulous, fabulous book. Because when Linda said to me, you're going to be speaking with two amazing women, and they have they have written this book, The Art and Science of Hand Reading, Classical Methods for Self-Discovery Through What? Palmistry, Benny. Palmistry. I thought, yeah, that's kind of cool, but I'm a visual person. How does that work? Well, guess what? This book is jam-packed with examples. It tells you how, it tells you who, and it tells you what. But today, we just thought, why don't we get these women on the show? I'm talking about Ellen Goldberg and Dorian Berger. And so listen to this. This is what I love about this. We get to talk with two of them about everything you wanted to know about hand reading, but we're afraid to ask today. Those of you out there, and, and oh, 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 wait, oh, oh, Bergen, Dorian Bergen, sorry. I'm sorry, I got confused with that, Dorian, uh, because actually my dissertation chair had that other, had the other name. But here's what I want to say. This is what we get to do with these ladies. It's like each of us gets a path and we go down the path. Then what happens to us when all of a sudden we're looking at our lives, you know, 30, 30 years later and look at, wow, look what I do. Look at the book that I have written. Um, and so both Ellen and Dorian here today for sure are here as experts. What is the other thing that I love about this? You could get some New York girls on the show today. You know, myself being born in the Bronx and lots more about Ellen, lots more about Dorian. But what is it about how they have taken this knowledge and wisdom how, and integrated it into their lives? You know, when we're thinking about this, there's an art and the science. That's what today is about. What a great show we're getting ready to have. Welcome to both of you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Pat. And Dorian, I apologize in advance. Oh, uh, no worries. No worries. Yeah. 
my dissertation, uh, my st statistician who did my dissertation, that was his name. So I had a flashback right there, and now I'm having a hot flash thinking about that process. So <laughs> that was a big job, I bet. Oh, you know what? I wonder if you were to see my palm what you might say about all of that. But that's what I want to talk with you both about. It's so great to have you on the show. You know, Ellen, you have been an internationally renowned teacher of tarot and palmistry, right? You, you've done yes, it. So. You have founder, director, uh, you know, bringing people along. Dorian, here you are. You know, you're active, you're intuitive, you're curious, you're amazing. Both of you, how did you both get together? We met at a party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a party on Fifth Avenue 26 years ago. Yes, it was Emma. a fateful day because we had a mutual friend. We were both guests. And in those days, I used to read palms at parties quite frequently. And um, once I read Dorian's palm, that was it. She knew her calling, and she became my student. In fact, my star student all those years ago which led to us being uh, collaborators and partners in this. And uh, we have worked together uh, on this project for years. Well, this is really a fun time, right, for us to be talking about this. Because I, I mentioned the book, by the way. I know there's got to be like six, seven hundred illustrations in the book. I'm so glad you did that. Thank you so much for doing it that way and writing about it like that. Um, yeah. We, we've looked at a lot of books, of course, yeah. over the years, and I, uh -huh. I think we could say that these are some of the best photos. You know, it's, it's very yes. important to have a visual along with the text, and we worked very hard to find examples as well as have the clarity of the of the visual, and then of course, Ellen did all of the illustration, created a template, and made it a very special illustration. Now, the illustrations were very and special we felt because of you, Ellen. Taken. They're very special because of your oh, illustrations. Thank you. Thank you. We felt blessed that we could find those photographic examples within one year's time. Dorian had a gallery photographer and we taught him. I learned from one of my students how to photograph hands, and Dorian gave us a back room in the gallery. She has a major art gallery in New York, and we just kept inviting people over. And to find 300 exact prime examples of every little thing in the book, things that couldn't be drawn, you had to see and photograph, that was an amazing thing. And uh, so we feel very blessed. We feel like the universe supported the project, especially since there were three very important examples that were missing in the last week before we went to press. And we thought, oh, they may have to use the scrap art. And you know, that week, those three people walked into my apartment to have their palms read. And I was able to take those photographs in my home and get them in the book. Wow. Wow. I love stories like that. Because, you know, I never thought like a girl like me growing up in the Bronx and the projects would end up in one of, you know, the most beautiful places on the planet. 
but New York is where my heart is. I just love New York. I don't know what it is. It's oh, got to be the it artistry. It's the energy here because yeah. it is a good town with yeah. actually people think, oh, New Yorkers, they're like tough. But it's, the truth is <laughs> it, they are soft and sweet in the center. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I may say so myself, I think across all disciplines, I think the best of the best are in New York. We may talk fast and move fast, do things fast, but uh, in the end, we're kind. We're kind. And well, I think what we're talking about, and I love that we're talking about this because, you know, I live in what I believe today. Um, is one of the most spiritually creative places, at least for somebody like me. Where but what we're talking at? about, yeah, we're talking about Seattle, of course. Oh. But I, I, I know, have come to know that all across the land that we can bring things to the forefront. But it leads me to a very important question about palmistry. And that is, you know, just like the stigma of living in New York and there's a stigma about people that live in Seattle my gosh my own family says you know you people are like on another planet hasn't palmistry <laughs> had to overcome some of the same kind of stigma right what do you yes. ladies think well palmistry is such an ancient art and people have been looking at their hands since the dawn of time we see mm. that cave paintings signed by artists with their hands, used as magical talismans. So we know that all over the world, we find them in Argentina, and we find them in uh, caves in Egypt and Spain and France, Russia. In other words, people have looked and known they were special, and people have gathered information. But like anything in this world... It can be used in different ways, and things also come in and out of favor. One thing Dorian and I have deep in our hearts is we would love to, this book, which is written in such a informative, wholesome, and easy to understand. I say wholesome because it's not a fortune-telling book. It's how to know yourself and how to use the hand as God's roadmap to uh, understand your life, and how to work with yourself, your characteristics. We've written this. Uh, I'm the primary writer. It's based on my 40 years of teaching palmistry. Uh, but Dorian and I edited together. We conferred together. We sat side by side for years. And neither of us could have done anything like this alone, because as you see, that book is huge. But we want something like this that is easy, accessible, um, not shrouded in mystery or fortune-telling, to make it um, the legitimate mystic science that it is. Because the world is filled with miracles. I guess as a Seattleite, you automatically feel that. Uh, but it is filled with miracles. And so this is just another one of the everyday miracles that we encounter. I, I love talking about this. And I love the conversation. And I know we have a lot to talk about, Benny. So I'd like to actually skip the break. Um, when I was reading the book, there were so many things I was fascinated by. So many things that many of us who have uh, been thinking about our our palms, thinking about what palm, uh, palmistry is. You know, we have this idea that we don't even know where to start. 
And and the reason that I I want to I want to say this to you is because we look at our palms and we think, wow, how do I even begin? What do I make sense of? And so let's talk about how do we get started? What you've done in the book, by the way, in leading us through this is just brilliant, brilliant what you've done in the book. But people listening to the show that are going to say, well, wait a minute, I'm going to go out and buy the book. Tell us about where do we start if we've never done this before, if we've never looked at this before. Well, first I would say they should know that the title of the book is The Art and Science of Hand Reading and uh, that it easily can be delivered to their door through Amazon. And it's number one in its field at the moment in Amazon. Um, But we have all been looking at hands and have a certain feeling about what they may be all our lives, whether we uh, have ever studied palmistry or thought about palmistry at all. For instance, we know when a hand looks refined and um, elegant, you know, mm. we know when a hand looks big and gruff and maybe a little brutal. We know when someone takes your hand and it feels like a limp fish, that there's no energy there and the person isn't really greeting you with any enthusiasm. We know when the person grips too hard and you really sorry you let them shake your hand because it hurts for 10 minutes afterwards that they have too much energy and you want to back off a little. There are things we have been looking at all our lives in fact, as you know, we take in information all the time about people. We, all of us, read everything we can. But when you start a study like this, and if someone would start at page one of our book, you would go step by step and be led to how you look first at very simple things. Uh, a little overview of what we look at, meaning the shapes in the hands, the lines in the hands. And then we go into the very basics, which are, when you think about them, common sense. Right? Dorian, mm-hmm. I talk so, oh, we, so much because I'm a fast <laughs> talker. We, uh, no, that's fine. Say some of the things. We have, an, we have, have an innate to, sense of proportion. Just as human beings, we have, just, we have a sense of proportion. So when you look at a hand... You can tell if the fingers are extra long or extra short. or So mm-hmm. that is a, just a common sense and, and just innate. You know, we know that. But and of course you, you have to be trained. Thing. Yes. Once fingers are, you understand that fingers are antennas, <laughs> you get a natural feeling for pulling in the energy of the universe. That short fingers are going to, like, zip it in real fast, and long fingers, the current's going to take more time to come in. And it starts to let us know, do people move faster, do people go slower? Right? Like when, and, we, when we do our book signings, we've done a series. We yeah, did an APC yeah. Home, Open Center, ACA. It's more than a book signing. It's actually experiential. So one thing we do, and we've done it over the radio as well, is we say, here's like five easy, very simple, on-the-spot ways to uh, give a sense of... Um, how flexible a person is, how refined a person is, how detailed a person is. In two seconds, you can tell all those things about a person. In fact, 
when you feel skin texture on the back of the hand, if yeah. it's silky texture, that person has a refined nature. If it is an ordinary texture and you'll feel a couple of hands, you'll see what most people feel like. Medium texture, that's good, solid uh, human being with, um, you know, down-to-earth, you know, good, whatever qualities you find in the hand, they're going to be supported. But if that skin texture feels like sandpaper, and we're not talking about the palm side. Right, the back of the hand, Ellen is talking about. You just touch, you touch yeah. five Five people, grab any people around you, your colleagues, your partners, just feel the back of the hand. Just feel it, all if five. It, if it It'll feels like velvet, they're very uh, fine and a high sort of uh, elegant type. If it feels like sandpaper or the bottom of an old scuffed shoe, you know they're rough and they might have diamond rings on, but you cannot hide the nature from the skin. Wow. I, I, I'm sitting here myself. Benny, are you doing it? <laughs> Benny, Benny, are you feeling like the top of your hand here? Uh, okay, you're not going to believe this, but mine thing. is actually very silky soft. I would think so. Isn't that yeah. wonderful? And I don't use hand cream or yes. any of that stuff. And these yeah. things are natural. And imagine, look how we can identify people all over the world Precisely and individually, just by their fingerprint. Imagine if you use the variety of the hundred other hundred and one things that distinguish a hand. You get such a portrait of an individual. But of course, for us, one of the most exciting things is that the recessive hand, like most people are right-handed, so the recessive would be the left, it doesn't change much, and it shows the pattern given at birth. But the dominant hand, the, yeah. the right one, we of course, exactly the opposite if you're a lefty, but the dominant hand changes every time you change. And fast. Wow. If there is an authentic change, the hand changes to reflect it. So it is actually a self-guiding system to know what you're working with, and to allow you to be partners with spirit, partners with life in creating your destiny. This is called, you know, this is what I love about this. This is called the art and science of hand reading. And I love that you called it that because I got to tell you, you had me. You had me at the cover. Um, oh, well, the cover, my the cover. Great. He yeah. shows at Dorian's gallery. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. But I want to talk with you about what people think about, uh, you know, what we can tell from our palm and what we can't. Some people have seen this in our pop culture. We've seen it in movies. You know, we've seen it, this idea of fate. You know, do I have a fate? What is it telling me? But almost as if there was no other option but to just settle in and go for the ride. We can't change things. So my question in is, my question is, what do you each look for? And I know you're two different people. I know you study together, but I would like to know from each of you, do you have a different style? A style mm -hmm. of reading hands, you mean? Yes. I wonder. That's a good question, Pat. Yeah, I think I don't we think do. Anyone's I ever think, asked us that before? I, I think everybody, because. Uh, I listen to students 
Ellen's students, my students read, my son also studied under Ellen. I think everybody does have a different style. And it's kind of like where you begin. You begin with the thumb, you begin with the, you know, it's sort of where you begin and yeah. where it leads to. I, I think um, the knowledge is, is the same, but how you put it together yeah. uh, is distinctive. Yeah. To me, yeah. Uh, what I do and what I encourage my students to do too, because there are so many things you could look at first, is I follow my curiosity. I know I'm going to get to most things by the time I finish reading a hand, and it's, of course, different. Some hands you only have one minute with or two minutes with, and others you spend an hour or an hour and a half with. Uh, So there's different degrees of depth that you're going to go with people. But if you go for what catches your attention, you Mm -hmm. cannot go wrong, and one thing Mm -hmm. will lead to another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to talk with you about, you know, some of the key things uh, that you look for where we start with this, because, you know, many people that are listening to the show, they may have had some experience with this and they may not. Uh, We've heard things like lifeline. You know, we've heard things like, um, you know, what what does it look like? Do families have kind of, you know, the same idea? But I am curious to just to, from you uh, both to get some idea of what is it that people might want to look at? How do we do this and use this fabulous book that you've put together? And then I want to hear some examples of, of what you've done and who you've worked with and how many times they've called you back and said, oh, you're not going to believe it. Like, I want to know how many times you're, you've heard the words, you're not going to believe it, right? <laughs> well, I can... Say for sure, I get some wonderful feedback. And uh, just uh, last week, someone came to see me. She hadn't been to see me in a number of years because she moved to Chicago. She said, many years ago, Ellen, you told me that I would uh, meet my soulmate by the time I was 46. Now, people often add little extra because I would not have said soulmate. I probably said important relationship. But... People add their spin to it. She said, and I had been told by a famous astrologer that unless I married by the time I was 30, it wasn't going to happen. She said, but I held on to what you said. She said, and it saw me like it was like a light through a dark tunnel. And she said, I want you to know, a week before my 46th birthday, I was climbing a sacred mountain in Ireland where I'd gone to visit family. She said, and I met my soulmate on that mountain. And he said, we went up singly and we came down a couple. And she's going to marry him. So it's like those things give me so much happiness to hear back. But, yeah, but in general, this, it, we're pretty much 100% spot on. Yeah. yeah. People tell us all the time, oh, that is spot on. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I want... I want to ask you about this because I don't I am fascinated by how you can be so spot on because I read the book and of course I'm going to go back and really read the book but I I didn't even understand about the seven mounts of the hand oh. Jupiter Saturn I did not know this can you both share this with us because yeah we know we, people know yeah you look at the lines you look at this but then I'm opening the book and they say oh my god they look at the fingernails too <laughs> oh, there are, well, 
All right. You want to go into the archetype, Ellen? Yes, please. I'll, I'll take one. I'll take one. Okay. The um, the hand is the, the two most important features in hand would be the shapes within the palm itself. We're not even talking fingers and their fabulous amount of information or the fingernails or fingertip shapes, but in the hand. Since we think of the hand as a map, it could be a map of the brain, since there are more nerves between the hand and the brain than in any other part of the nervous system, or we could call it God's road map because it's the proof that the higher forces didn't drop us on planet Earth, this crazy place, all by ourselves, but gave us guidance all the time, right literally at our fingertips. But this map has mountains in it and rivers and valleys, and these are the shapes in the hand. The shapes, the paddings that fall, there are seven uh, special ones in the hand, uh, which we call mounts, but that's short for mountains. And the lines are rivers of energy, different kinds of energy, depending on what they represent. Those mounts, have different proportions, and you'll see in the book we always put in what a standard one looks like, what a deficient one would look like, what an exceptional one looks like, and sometimes what an excessive one may be like, and so that people can look at their own and judge. And there are always two or three that are the leading ones, or occasionally one that is so strong that you can see it eclipses all the others. Once you start to look at palms, you see the shapes within the hand are quite different. And by learning to judge these, and I hope that we have given clear instructions, you might have to read that section twice, but you would learn something of enormous value because those seven mounts or mountains, they represent the seven archetypes of the ancients, or the seven planets on the ancients. These archetypes are repeated throughout time in every culture in the world. An archetype is a personality pattern that's been repeated so often, according to Carl Jung, the great uh, psychologist, that it has become embedded in the collective unconscious, meaning the consciousness we share with all mankind, so that whether you're living in a primitive uh, culture, a tribe that's never seen, you know, uh, outsiders deep in New Guinea, or whether you're in the most sophisticated London, you know, society, there is always a lover. There is a warrior. There is the scholar. There is the priest. There is uh, the shadow, you know, a dark one, someone who does evil. There is the uh, businessman and the one who understands money or the healer. There are these various, um, there is a spiritual leader. There is an artist. These personality patterns may take different forms depending on the culture and the century and the time but they exist everywhere. And they're in the hand, and by the proportion of the shapes, you can see what blend 
a person is going to be, what their primary archetypes are. And these influence personality, lifestyle choice, love style choice, best career choices, health indications. To think that we are so run by these primal patterns, you might think, really? Where's individuality? Well, the individuality is in the endless uh, combinations that are possible. And with the section in the book called The Basic Modifiers, we can tell, like the such thing as this, how fine the skin is, how long or short the fingers are, what are the fingertips shaped, which tell us a lot about approach to life. We can see where along the big continuum, whether it's the lowest form of the archetype, the middle, healthy, medium form of the archetype, or a very high, refined form of the archetype, where is our subject coming from? For example, if someone, like I read from Muhammad Ali, and you, when he was young, we were both young then, he was only a year or so older yeah. than me, and you see that picture in the book, and yeah. he was for sure, he had so much of Mars, the warrior, and that hand was hard as a rock, but the skin, surprisingly, was fine as silk. And so although he was an ultimate warrior, he was a gentleman. He also had a big mount of Venus for love and life, and oh, I'm sure he had a very strong sex drive between Mars and Venus, but yeah. he had refinement in the expression of things. But if you found a Mars type with the same big Mars, but that hand was... Um, rough like sandpaper on the back. Maybe the thumb was big and brutal instead of the refined, almost wasted thumb, the curved, elegant thumb that Ali had. If you saw a brutal thumb, big and clumsy, with harsh skin and maybe um, short fingers and uh, a big grill, um, because there are marks on the hands, which we explain, on the Venus, that could have been someone who would have beat your brains out with the least provocation, and when <laughs> he wanted something, he would just take it. And wow. so you can see the variety of types uh, within every archetype. And we covered that. Dorian and I were very uh, careful to make sure that everything about each of the archetypes was included. In other words, what we could tell from the hand is, of course, the combination of archetypes will give us a sense of the personality, but we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. And I think what palmistry reveals is that, where you are a little weaker, what you need to develop, where you're maybe too much, you know, where you're mm-hmm. excessive. And so Both Dorian and I have changed our own hands a good deal. Yes, well, over the decades. Over the I have a great question that's come in from one of our listeners that I want to pop in here and ask. Uh, Great question from one of our listeners, uh, Claire, across the country, actually, out by where you all are. The question is this. Yeah. Uh, Her name is Sue. Sue, that's her name. Absolutely. Hi, Sue. Yes. Calling in from Rhode Island. Great. Thank you. Or actually messaging in i love that and sue says this is fascinating dr pat when are you going to give a copy of the book away okay i'm going to do it like in a hot second right here well you um, should write to our yeah um, yeah yeah our, here's our sue's question sue's question is as follows i love this show but i'm a 
I love this show, but I'm a little, I'm in distraught. Uh, I was diagnosed with a bone changing disease. Uh, yes, RA, rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. And my hands have changed significantly. Oh, this is, Sorry, Sue says, is there any that. hope for me? Will I be able to use the book? Um, Great question, well, Sue. That is a big question, and I'm. Can I take that one, Dorian? Yeah, you could Please. take it. Please. Okay. Uh, along with being a promise, I'm the president of the board of directors of a health institute. Okay. And I'm a longtime 26 year cancer survivor who, after chemo, had arthritis in every major joint of the body. Yeah. And uh, I would say that there are certain archetypes that are naturally prone to certain diseases, and arthritis goes with the Saturnian, and she should read carefully about that. But if she is having, and I know how devastating rheumatoid arthritis can be, mm -hmm. she, of course she can use the book, but the book is not a prescription for diet and healing. And, of course, doctors don't know very much about nutrition. They get so little training in it. She should go radical, in my opinion, and yes. go raw and go green for yeah. a long cleanse. It took me about a year, but I became completely pain-free, except I have troubles in my knees still, but I had it everywhere. Um I agree with you completely on that. And we've learned that. We've learned so much about that, you know, in my own healing journey. And as a matter of fact, I want to say in the book that when I read it, you also had pictures of hands. For example, I remember this exactly, where there were pictures of hands where you talked about, I think you referred to them as naughty, fing naughty fingers or so yeah. forth and so on. And those um, it doesn't were not really... arthritic fingers, interestingly enough. Those were natural formations with not yes. arthritis. I, I read that. But the, what we're trying to say here is that what folks can do is, I mean, my gosh, there's so much that you can use and, though, and that you could learn, right? Um, and that's what I want to talk about a little bit. You know, some people uh, take their children, correct? And they say, wait a minute, I want you to look at my, my baby's palm. Can you talk a little bit about that? And also, what are some of the things that folks should really look at? If I'm staring at my palm like everybody's going to be doing today, right? Mm -hmm. You know, until they get the book. So I'd like you to answer that question. But before I do, here's the book. We're giving one away right now, Benny. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819, uh, first caller. And before we go to that question, can you please tell folks the best way for them to find out about each of you? Ellen, you want to go first? Okay. I have a I'll website for my too. school in Manhattan, yep. School of Oracles. But, you know, these days Google is just such a wonderful thing for either one of us or certainly for me. You could put my name in Ellen Goldberg, Palmistry, New York City, and Google will give you my website. Uh, you'll probably easily be able to find my email that I use for work, which is alchemicalellen at gmail. But Google is a fine way to find just about everything these days. Yes, it is. Thank you. And Dorian? Uh, 
Dorian, how well, can we find out about you? You, I probably the same thing. I wear a lot of hats, so I run a four-generation art gallery in New York City and Chelsea, ACA Galleries. You can come see me. You get a free reading. You come. <laughs> I'm also, Dr. Pat, I'm going to be in Seattle from August 1st to the 8th at the wow. Seattle Art Fair. Nice. And uh, anybody who's in Seattle who's listening, stop by the art fair. I'll give you tickets and come see me and you'll get a two-minute reading. I like to read. I'm nosy. That's good. She's very giving. giving. I'm the one who does long readings, but she's doing little (laughs) readings for free everywhere. Yeah, I just, you know, but we'll be at the Seattle Art Fair. Um, I love the Art Fair. I love that. Oh, so I'll get you tickets. You can come to the opening. Sweet. And and also... um, for your listeners who are in Seattle, and also you, Dr. Pat, I'll give you a ticket. Graham Nash is having a concert uh, August 1st and 2nd, so we'll be there at the concert, and he's a photographer, and we'll be showing his photographs at the art fair, oh, along sweet. with Picasso, prints, and ceramics, and things like that. But I think you Very can cool. find the internet. Thank you. Thank you so much. And again, as I said, 1-800-930-2819 for a copy of the book. Uh, Dorian, were you going to talk about the baby's hands? The babies. Um, I have the baby. myself, and when I first uh, met Ellen, my children were very young. And so, of course, I was extremely interested in every baby that I saw. I looked at their hands. And there are certain indications that are very apparent from the time they're born. Uh, well, actually, in fact, uh, two months in utero, the fetus already reveals lines on the hand. The scientists have yes, it's a miracle. So it's already so. The question of will and fate. I don't think we ever really answered that question that you had. Yeah. Yep. So there is a certain amount of fate. I mean, the lines are already there when you're born, before you're born, um, and then it's what you do with it. You have a will. Some people have more willpower than others. But there are other qualities that, of course, uh, propel us forward. And so I have been documenting the hands of children from the time they were three years old all the way through high school every year in a Rudolf Steiner class here in New York City. Uh, once a year I would come and take, I don't know, about 100 palm prints every year. And I watched how the children grew, how their headlines, headlines grow as you study, as you learn and you use your brain, your headline actually grows and grows deeper. Um, if uh, I saw in a couple of uh, hands uh, a short index finger, which represents Jupiter, the leader, confidence, self-esteem. If that is short, then you are uh, could be lacking in um, confidence and just knowing, being aware of your weakness. Uh, already gives you a head start, and you can start to uh, develop that. And I've seen it in the hands of the children as they've gone through the years of school. Now, the adult hand does not fully show itself until the child is about 10, 11, or 12, mm-hmm. depending. But even that is young. But other things you see from the minute they come out of the womb. Right, but the easiest, yeah, but the, first, the most obvious, and you can, all the listeners can look at their hands right now and determine if they are self-reliant from the time they were born or they had to learn that as time went on. And so if one can detect where their lifeline is and their headline is, they meet in 
Well, the headline is the middle line that goes across the hand, and the lifeline is the one that circles in an arc the thumb. Uh-huh. And uh, there are, it's very natural for them to touch lightly or to be just a little separated. But if they are wide apart and never touch, they are super independent people. And if they are joined together for, oh, maybe an inch or two, then these people worry way too much about the opinions of others and cannot self-validate. They withhold self-validation from themselves. And that's what wow. you can tell from the time you're born. That's wow. very easy that comes in at birth, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, I had a little cousin who I saw when she, I met her when she was about a day old, and she was born with a highly clever, somewhat manipulative um, pinky, mm. super bent. Ben. And do you ben. know, by two years old, she had that whole family wrapped around <laughs> her finger. <laughs> Well, I've got a question for you. You know, for most of my life, but even more now, um, as I've gotten a little older, I have something unique in, on my thumb. And people say to me that they don't have this on their thumb. And, you know, you don't think about this like mm-hmm. other people. On my thumb, when I look at my thumb, the opposite side of my fingernail, both of my thumbs have lines up and down. And oh, so my friend said down to down the thumb. What in in a in a vertical matter manner? Yes, up and down. De- yes, vertical. Right, not across my thumb. Yeah. Right, up and down. Uh, my right one. I mean, so much. I mean, I, I, so much so that my friend said to me, "You're not drinking enough water." I said, "I don't think that's water. I drink a lot of water," and so I hadn't thought about it till I got your book. My right hand has one long one. Looks like I've been cut by a knife and it's a scar. That's how prominent they are. So I thought, and I tried to look in a book and I thought, what the heck? Now I'm going to ask you, what the heck is going on with those? I don't really think anything of it in my life, but uh, there you go. Well, this is not a, this is a very uncommon, very rare kind of mark. And, you know, if you saw one deep, deep line under a finger, we would call it an antenna, bringing the qualities that that finger represents into the hand. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't have that on under the thumb because there's a whole other trip. The big ball of the thumb, the Mount of Venus, is there. So I would imagine that that deep line is acting as an antenna and pack. I think it increases your willpower, and that's how a little girl from the Bronx got to be a radio host in Seattle because you had the will to go and have the adventure of your life, and you made yourself do it. Wow. And, and Dr. Pat, when I'm in Seattle, if we have a moment to see each other, I'll take a look. Sounds good. I was oh, fascinated it by it because <laughs> I honestly didn't think that uh, this is different. And when my friend pointed it out, it was like, do I have it on both thumbs, both thumbs. And, and, and not the r- other fingers? There's no lines in the other fingers, fingertips? Um, well, there's a few, but not like this. Few, yeah. No, not like this. This looks like I've been pressing down on some kind of edge of something. Whoa. Yeah, and on my right hand, it is, I'll take a picture. On my right hand, there's one right in the middle. That's the one that looks like you got a scar. And then there's another little one. 
On the left hand, kind of the same thing. It's longer uh, on the left hand. It actually almost goes down to the first line in my thumb. And, you know, I hadn't thought about it till I read your book. And now I was like looking at my hands, looking at my hands. And I thought, what's going on with my thumb over there? Everything. And I find that interesting. Yeah. Well, I could also send you what I read to people all over the world by phone and by Skype by sending them instructions on how to take good photographs of their hands. Because you can still tell an awful lot. And Dorian could take a picture of that thumb with her phone. She'll probably have much to tell you. But there's nothing like seeing it with your own eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Dorian will bring home photos, or I'll send you the hand uh, instructions as well, and uh, the photo instructions, and you could send me a photo too. I will. But those are the kinds of things that, you know, the book, it really does lead people through so many different things. And I want to give another copy of the book away if we could. It's a fabulous book. Uh, 1-800-930-2819. Love to give another copy of the book away. But did somebody call in? They are calling in. I mean, they're calling in for copies of the book. Benny's getting that and handling it. Um, Yeah, I I just did not want to interrupt you today. And so, yeah, I kind of didn't even open up the phone lines for people. So you, you both will have to come back. For sure, when you're in Seattle, maybe we could do that. Um, There are so many things that you have outlined in the book that most people don't know about. So here's my question for each of you. What would you believe is sort of one of the most aha things that you point out in the book that most people don't know? I mean, clearly there are so many things, but there's, there's almost like when you go on a journey like this, you discover things, even about your own profession. I'd love to hear from each of you what that is. Did something come to mind right away for you, Dorian? But, you know, not really, because it's the entire science of palmistry and handwriting is aha. It's amazing. It truly mm-hmm. is. And it's a combination. Yeah. Like, you can't separate one finger from another. It's, it's yeah. the whole thing. And everything is, is amazing. I was actually a science major in uh, college, I like science, and that's why I really took to palmistry, because it's so scientific and so accurate that everything about it, to me, is amazing. I mean, you I do really not have to say. be intuitive at all. All you to learn to read the hand, because these are scientific principles that can be learned by anybody, all you need is an interest in human nature and a kind of feeling for pulling things together, like when a good cook reads a recipe book and you say, oh, I know what how that would be different if you added honey to vinegar or instead cayenne to vinegar, you get different kinds of sauces. We can find different kinds of people by putting things together. But Dorian is right. The entire science of palmistry is an aha moment because I've been reading palms now for 40 years and Dorian for 25 years, 26 years. Uh, and we are never bored. We, it is one interesting, fascinating thing after another to look at a hand. And I see this with all my students. I've turned out some wonderful palmists in my school. And everybody agrees that it is an endlessly fascinating profession. Mm-hmm. But if you have to go to a little bit of aha, it's 
the power of the mind. You know how uh, Christ said, as a man or woman thinketh in their heart, so shall they be. Yeah. How the Buddha echoed the same, with our thoughts we make our world. The power of the mind and seeing that reflected, because it is the mind that will change the lines, even the ones that are there on the hand at birth. We always have a fate pact, but that fate is not set in stone. It is fluid, and what we see written is what is bound to happen unless we take active uh, participation in changing it, and the way we change it is by changing the mind. Of course, if you change the mind, you also change your actions, but everything starts with the mind. We even actually say that in the Bible, because in our Western Bible it says, in the beginning is the Word. Yeah. What is the Word but an uttered thought? It's really, Mm -hmm. in the beginning is the thought. Mm -hmm. I think the most, uh, uh, the aha for me was in the discussion of the lifeline. I think Uh that our pop culture looks at the lifeline and everything that's said about it. And, you know, you could point at a movie Whoopi Goldberg is in and you look at the thing and they say, oh, you're going to, you know, death. And what was fascinating to me about reading the book was, no, it's much, it's much broader than that. It's much deeper than that, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the lifeline should really be called the line of constitution. And although on certain occasions it does forecast how life so long may last, mostly it really just shows how long energy is a gift. And people can live longer or shorter than their lifeline. Although I was surprised, just last week I was doing some research, and, you know, it's amazing what you can find out there on the web these days. And I came across Lee Harvey Oswald's handprint, taken probably in jail, maybe a day or two before he was shot. And that was the shortest lifeline. I thought, whoa, look at that. His lifeline is just this little thing. And so he never, he just went right with it. And there he was assassinated at a young age. Wow. Wow. I think for me, one of the greatest uh, gifts uh, that palmistry gives is that the ability to understand one another. Because sometimes you meet somebody, or you could see them a long time, but you don't really know how they how they, and so if you look at a hand, you can understand a person and understand them for who they are. Like, say somebody is not detailed, and you, you can't, if they're not detailed, they're not detailed, and they're never going to be detailed. And you can yes. tell that, in a, in a, and then you understand, okay, that person's not going to remember this. Maybe I'm more detailed, I'll remember it. It's, I think, a way, quite honestly, it sounds like a stretch, but almost to everlasting peace. I mean, if people could really understand each other, who they are, know their weaknesses, know their strengths, know, right, Ellen? Then I Absolutely. Think there'd be a lot more compassion in the world. And it would help you to really understand your loved ones. Say, why is this person uh, cooler, and why does he need so much time alone? Well... Mm-hmm. If you know their hand, you'll understand why people absolutely, some people are hermits and need time alone. Or, you know, why doesn't this person have ambition? You know, the rest of the family all wants to, you know, be at the top of their profession and very competitive. 
you might meet someone who has, you can see it in the hand. That's never going to be a priority. They don't want responsibility. And we can, it saves so much heartache when you can understand and accept people for who they are, both for you and for the other person as well. Uh, so, yes, palmistry helps you understand yourself, and it helps you understand others. And when you understand, you can accept them. I love this. Thank you both for joining me here today. The hour has gone by so quickly, um, and I so appreciate uh, all that you both do. I know this is kind of exciting um, um, it, for many, many people. And I only have one last question um, um, uh, to ask each of you, and it's a question I ask everyone. And I'd love to know from each of you what your personal message is and what you'd like to leave us with. And again, please give your websites out. Well, uh, let's see. What the personal message for me would be that there is endless possibility for every one of us, and that our own personal evolution is really part of the reason that we took birth. Uh, to know ourselves, to become more conscious, and that awareness and consciousness is everything. And uh, I have two websites. I'm also a psychotherapist here in New York, so I have wisewomantherapist.com and schooloforacles.com. I'm easy to find. Dorian? Dorian, how about you? I think it would be very short because I have been on this journey of inner searching since I was a teenager. I've been reading all the great mystics who came into this world at the turn of the century. So I see what's really important for each one of us is first to know ourselves. That's where you have to know yourself and and then know others. Um, and, And really that's in a nutshell, that's I love really it. what I feel. I love it. Well, I'm honored to have both of you on the show, and I want to thank you for all that you do. Oh, it's um, a pleasure. Yeah. I, I, I want to say that I know what it takes to put a book like this together, and I, I have to tell you, this is one of the best books that I've ever seen. And believe me, I've interviewed 9,000 people since I started oh, this God. 13 years thank ago. You. Um, thank it you, is Dr. Pat. brilliant. We're so, proud. We're so proud of this book. We really feel it's going to last a very, very long time and help a lot. And I could just see the artistry in it. So I want to thank you both. And I can't wait to connect with you, Dorian, when you come to town. And you know what? Both of you, when I'm back in New York, because I do that, just so you know. Oh, let's have dinner. Awesome. absolutely. I'm, I'm on it. Thank you very much. I will see you all shortly. Mr. Benny, let's take a short break. We'll be right back.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.